Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you're looking for running back rankings for your 2021 fantasy football drafts, we got you here at the Fantasy Authority. Strap in. Let's run through them. Let's go. All right, TFA fam, we are we are neck deep in drafts. We have this weekend, we have the next weekend, and then football is going to be here. So we don't have any time to waste. We want to get this information to you guys as quickly as possible. So here's the breakdown. Going to go through our top 24 running backs, going to throw out some late-name guys who you should be checking on, maybe go over a little bit of strategy, and we're going to try and wrap this up as quick as we can because your time is valuable so let's just dive right in. I'm going to start off with Kevin's rankings. Again, this is based off of half PPR. Kev, your top 12 is as follows. McCaffrey, Cook, Barkley, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler at 10, Mix at 11, and then Nick Chubb rounding out your top 12. For me, I have a McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Eckler, Aaron Jones at five, Clyde was Elaire at six, Zeke, Mixon, Barkley at nine, Derrick Henry at 10, Nick Chubb at 11, and Jonathan Taylor at 12. Looking at our ranks versus the Fantasy Pros consensus, there's a couple of ones that, that jump out. For you, obviously, you are still on the Saquon Barkley train. You have him at three. The Fantasy Pros consensus has him a little bit lower at seven or eight. You already did a full video on him. We don't need to dive into this one because I think the the case for Barkley is pretty clear, right, and why he would have that, that top three upside. We know why people are fading him as well, so we don't have to dive into that one. The one that we do got to talk about is that, well, there's two of them. First, I want to hear you talk about your boy, Antonio Gibson. He is Fantasy Pro's consensus 11 and you obviously have him all the way up at five. I've heard you talk about if uh, if you guys caught our nuts on the table episode with our bold takes, Kev went, Kev went pretty nuclear on the first one. He said Antonio Gibson as the RB1 in 2021. So, Kev, talk about your boy here and why you're so high on Gibson heading into 2021. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's it's pretty simple for me. Uh, I feel like that he is on the on the verge of you know last year was a really solid season for him in in year one. Um, finishes a top twelve running back despite not even playing a full a, a full season, and I, I just think that he he's kind of I think he's right in line to kind of take that next step uh, this year. Uh, you know, had over a thousand total yards last year. 
uh, double-digit touchdowns. And, you know, you look at this offense and kind of what they did, and I think this offense is going to be better than it was last year. You know, bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be an upgrade over, over you know, the quarterbacks that they had last year. I know J.D. McKissick there, and he's kind of that – that, 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 that question mark is because of how much – what's the ceiling for Antonio Gibson in terms of his his, uh, his his target share, right? Because, I mean, even last year, I, mean, I think he had over 40 – he had like 40-some targets last year. And I think even if he would have stayed healthy, he would have played it out. You, you're probably looking at somewhere in the – and so he was still getting, a, you know, quite a bit of pass catching work despite the fact that he never played third down. He only had 20 snaps last year on uh, on third down right so like he just he was a strictly a first and second down guy and i think some people were taken aback by that a little bit because of the fact that coming out of memphis like that was his calling card like he literally played wide receiver at memphis and he had very little opportunity whatsoever it was like 33 rushes or something like that his last year at memphis so he was never utilized that but it was completely shifted but it makes sense why they did it because of the fact that he is you know, that, that he had no experience in pass protection, right? And if you have a guy like Alex Smith back there who is coming off a major injury, you want somebody back there that's going to be able to protect your quarterback, and they just didn't obviously trust him to do that last year. Now, I think heading into year two, I think you could expect that. He's six foot, 228 pounds. Like, this dude is not some little guy, right? Like, he's definitely big enough to be able to take on that role, and I think that's the way he's going to get better. We've heard some conversations about him, you know, kind of taking over, maybe being more in that Christian McCaffrey-type role. And Christian McCaffrey was a lot the same way his rookie year they did not ask him to pass protect nearly as uh, all, all that much and then in terms of and then the next year there was a huge boost in that so i think that i think the target share goes up i think he is a definite three down workhorse and that's what we're looking for a guy that can have i, I think somewhere in the 220 to 250 carry range and i think he can he, he can flirt with you know i think 80 to 90 targets i don't think that's crazy to a, a crazy take right if you look at the last four years in terms of the, the top running backs, in terms of that's that's what you have to do to be in that spot, to be that number one running back. You have to have anywhere from 70 to obviously 100 receptions like or 100 reception plus like Christian McCaffrey, but that was like the all, all almighty alpha season, right? That's just not what's going to happen. Uh, he's not going to get 140 targets. It's not it's not happening like Christian McCaffrey got. But if you look at a guy like, like Todd Gurley, I think he had 73 receptions his – uh, the year he would finish as the RB1. And I think that's in the range of possibility for Antonio Gibson this year. So, but that being said, I just love his ceiling and I am ready for, I am primed and ready for his breakout year. I'm not all that worried about JD McKissick. JD McKissick will have a role, but it's just not going to be uh, as big as what people think it could be. And there's not a chance in hell that he gets the the hundred plus targets that he got last year. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm here for it. We've been on the Gibson train since last year. I know it was probably a couple there's probably a couple of guys uh, for for me. I, the other guy I wanted to ask you about was Najee Harris, but I think it's pretty clear for him the 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 reason why you would have him at eight and, and be as high on him as you are. The dude's locked into 300 carries, probably plus. You know, I, I know you are kind of looking at a higher target number for him than I am, but he's still going to be at the low end, 50 targets. High end, you know, I, I've heard you talk about 80, so I really, I don't think we have to dive into him. Uh, for for my rankings, I know there's going to be a couple people that hear it. If you haven't been checking out our contents the first time you're seeing it, first of all, please hit that subscribe button. We appreciate all y'all. Uh, first, Austin Eckler, he's he's done this before. Let's start there. He he's been a top five guy before, and it's it's just very odd to me now the anti Eckler takes that are coming out where it's. Well, he's going to be splitting time with two, three other guys. That's what he did whenever he had the top five season before. So 
there are what three running backs if if Eli Manning were still around for for Barkley, right? But as of right now, I think there are three running backs we can look at who are more or less locked in to triple-digit targets. It's McCaffrey, it's Kamara, and then it's Eckler. So his target upside is so much higher than a lot of these other guys. That's why I like him. Then you add in, obviously, Justin Herbert going into his second year, the better offensive line. So I, And the, then the defense as well. It's going to give the offense more opportunity. And then Clyde Edwards-Elaire, hey, I, I'm expecting a bounce-back year. You want to talk about an offensive line that's better, look no further than Kansas City. And then, oh, yeah, he's also playing on one of the best offenses in the league who really added no target competition. We keep waiting for this Miko Harmon breakout. Uh, you know, it, we are in the preseason, and we're already seeing Patty Mahomes getting that ass of, uh, of Miko Harmon. So I think we're going to be waiting a, a, a while longer for the Miko breakout. The, the last thing that I want to touch on here, obviously the elephant in the room, we are certified haters on Derrick Henry. And actually TFA as a whole is much lower on him than, than consensus as well. Fantasy Pros has Derrick Henry, the consensus rank at RB4. And again, this is half PPR rankings. The TFA consensus is eight, but our highest ranking is five. Kev, obviously, we didn't even talk about Derrick Henry in your top 12. I have him barely hanging on in my top 12. Uh, just, you know, real quick, I know you did a video on this one as well, but please tell the folks why they should not be taking Derrick Henry with the top three or four pick in their 2021 drafts. I mean, standard, I you can obviously make the case, but half PPR, full PPR, why are we fading Derrick Henry? Because the chances of him meeting that expectation is very is very slim, and I think now listen, like I said, I have done this. I have done this take uh, multiple times, and it's been I I have every time it's kind of the same narrative, and it, it, it doesn't it doesn't change. The fact that he finishes the RB three last year and having an historical season is 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 that reason, and he's going to regress this year. It's it's going to happen. The thing is that I want to touch on that I've been hearing more of lately is his is his safe floor. And that's what I hear a lot of people say when I want to take him. It's because, oh, I feel really comfortable about his floor. And I think that is the biggest mistake there is because he does not have a safe floor. In fact, you could make a case that he has one of the worst floors of these guys that are going in this range because he doesn't catch passes. That's the problem. And it continues to be the problem is that he does not have a safe floor. Yes, I get it the last couple of years that he has, you know, outplayed expectations last year he had one of the best seasons you've ever seen from a running back and this isn't a we hate derrick henry the player and i think that's what that's what other people try to bring into it they're like oh you, what are you talking about derrick Henry's one of the best running backs in the league yeah i know but fantasy football and and real life football are, are, are a little bit different here we're not talking about that right that's not what i'm saying and i i don't think there would be much of an argument if if, if for me or anybody if someone says derrick henry is the top three running back in the nfl i would say yep you're right he is. He he is one of the best running backs and just running back uh, prospects or running backs we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years. The things that he can do on a football field, there's not many guys that could do what he can do at his size and his speed. There's no doubt. That has nothing to do with it, though. We're talking about a game about a game. We're talking about, we're talking about fantasy football. And so in PPR formats, you can't take him there because if he regresses and he rushes, like I've said, if he rushes for 1,300 yards this year and 10 touchdowns, that's a good year. That's a good year for, uh, you know, you can look, oh, that, man, he was good. But for fantasy football, for a guy who doesn't catch any passes, that's not good. 
and you're drafting him at top three, top four. That's his absolute ceiling. And so he has a much lower floor. He could finish at RB15 this year and still have a good year. But because he's not catching passes, he is so much further under a lot of these guys who are going to catch passes. And so that's why I cannot take him. And I have him ranked at 13, and I don't think that's all that hot, right? And I know people are going, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. It's not because I don't want people to draft him at his ADP because it is a mistake. And that's why I have him where where, where I do. If you want to make a case, oh, I could have him a little bit higher, sure. I guess I could. But I just want people not to draft him because he is a trap. Yeah, uh, let me just lay this on you real quick, and then we'll move on to our RB2s. So like you said, historical year last year, he had nearly, and this is weeks 1 to 16, the the weeks that we care about fantasy football, almost 1,800 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns, RB3. Like that, like that's insane. If you were taking him in the top four, you're basically banking that he's going to repeat that, and that's going to be very, very difficult. Could he? Sure. Is that something you should bet on? Absolutely not. Uh, you touched on his his pass catching work or lack thereof. He had 31 targets from weeks one to 16. There was no other running back in the top 12 last year that had fewer than 31 catches other than Nick Chubb. So he like the, the safe floor. I I don't, he has a safe workload. That is probably the better way to to put it. And the, the other guys that we like, we like them because they have more outs, right? Like they have that pass catching upside. They have that pass catching ability. So listen, if, if you're rocking with us, if you, if you appreciate our advice, if there's nothing else you take away from this, let that be the thing. And again, we're not saying that he's going to bust. We're not saying he sucks. None of that. But when it comes to fantasy football, he, the chances of him paying off that top three, top four ADP, slim to none. So let's go ahead. You you mentioned that Derrick Henry was your RB13. So let's take a look at your RB2s. We're going to go 13 to 24 here. Uh, Derrick Henry leading off at 13. James Robinson up at 14. Obviously going to talk about him a little bit as well. You have Clyde at 15, DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Mike Davis, Josh Jacobs, and then Damian Harris at 24. So you have two guys in your top 12 who whose situations have changed recently. Uh, for me, my 13 to 24 are as follows. I have Gibson at 13. I, I feel like I need to move him up a little bit. Najee at 14, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, Mike Davis, Josh Jacobs at 22, Daryl Henderson at 23, and then Javante Williams at 24 for me. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like I said, uh, let's just start with the, the, the big news, right? Travis Etienne out for the season with that Liz Frank injury. That obviously is going to boost up James Robinson. You have him at 14. You have been the James Robinson stand trying to pound the table that the Jags don't need to draft an RB. They obviously did, and now he's out. Why are you putting James Robinson up here at 14? Uh, Fantasy Pro's consensus has him at 19, so obviously you're putting him ahead of guys like you know Swift, Dobbins, you know a couple of those guys, Chris Carson as well. So the uh, the love for James Robinson is on full display. What has you confident of putting him up there? I think that this would be a different conversation it, had we be talking about the fact that if they didn't draft Travis Etienne, right? Because if you look at what he did last year, not even just the fact that he was an undrafted free agent and came in and did what he did, but also the fact that he played on one of the worst offenses in the league. And he still was able to prove it. People said, well, it was because of the volume. It's the volume that he had. He was sixth in carries and 10th in targets. Like, it's not like he was, you know, first in carries and, like, he just had this ridiculous workload. I think he only had four games last year where he had over 20 carries, right? Like, it, what, like so, so some of that is a, is a little bit misleading, but we're still talking about a running back who had over 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns last year on one of the worst offenses in the league. 17.7 fantasy points per game. This offense is going to be better this year, okay? And like I think it's gonna be okay. Let's let's talk about the situation he's in now. Like they they have Carlos Hyde there. Okay, that's it. That's the list. Carlos Hyde's not a pass catcher. So who's gonna be the guy catching the passes out of the backfield? It's gonna be James Robinson. James Robinson's already proven he can do it. He had 60 targets last year, right? 49 receptions on 60 targets. It's really hard for this guy to fail. And, and I don't get why people are still so low. And I think it's because that Travis Etienne, they brought somebody else in all this other stuff. And so it's like, oh, well, now I can't put – because I honestly would be curious where his ADP would be had they didn't do that and he just was this entire year locked in as a starter, right? Even if they brought in Carlos Hyde. I think he would be much higher, but because we're at where we're at in the process, I think people look at him and and are are counting all this stuff against him still, even though we know that Travis Etienne's not coming back this year. He's out for the year. They put him on IR. They cannot bring him back. This isn't an IR to return because they did it before. The, uh, you have to have your uh, set your 53 before you put him on IR, and that's the only way he could have came back. So he's done for the year, out, right? So it's it's, Jay, it's Carlos fucking Hyde that, that, that he's going to be dealing time with. Carlos Hyde's journeyman has been all around the league, right? And so just miss me on that. He's going to get pass catching work. He's probably looking at, I don't know, probably probably somewhere in the range of where he finished last year, 60, maybe 70 targets this year. And for a guy who's probably going to get 220 to 230 carries, and he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of the goal line opportunities. Sign me up! Like I, I don't know what we're doing here. Like I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are so low on him. But I'm I am perfectly fine with, with taking him there. It gets to a point where I just think there's other guys that have him, so that's why I don't have him higher. But at 14, I feel really comfortable about that. There's a couple of guys like DeAndre Swift who I continue to like. Man, I should have DeAndre Swift higher. DeAndre Swift can have 100 targets this year. It's in the range of outcomes for him, for sure. I'm a little nervous about his injury con- injury concern, about the you know the stuff he's been dealing with through camp. He hasn't really been able to get on the field that much. And so that's a problem. Soft tissue injuries for a running back is a little bit scary. But, man, that ceiling is there. And DeAndre Swift could finish as a top 10 running back this year. So that's kind of the guy where I was like, oh, man, I was kind of battling myself with that one. But overall, I love James Robinson. It should not, and people should not be. I think if you, if you can get him in the middle third, go for it. 
It's funny you bring that up because I just obviously there's still going to be a lag with this as well. But I pulled up. Uh, well, first of all, I brought up four for fours ADP, and he was still like in the sixth round over there. And then fantasy football calculator has him at four oh four. Like so I, I expect that to move up. And my question to you was going to be how high. So obviously you're going to take him higher than the uh, the fourth. But yeah, the there's some of those names that you mentioned with Swift, like Dobbins. I feel the same way. Like Chris Carson, like there's a couple of those guys. Like I feel like, man, like am I am I too low on them? Other than that, man, let's uh, let's let's throw out a couple of names that we haven't mentioned. Like I said, we're just gonna do our top 24. If you want to see our full rankings, you can catch them over on the fantasyauthority.com. But who are some of the guys that are like that you are targeting outside of this top 24 range? And then like if you want to weave in just some you know some general strategy and how you're attacking the running back position for 2021 fantasy football drafts. Yeah. So for me, I think a couple of guys that I, that I really like taking that are past this top 24 spot is I, I still like taking a shot on James Conner. I think he's being undervalued uh, requisite to, you know, where a guy like Kenyon Drake was going last year, you know, uh, and where Kenyon Drake was going as a second round pick. And now all of a sudden it's flipped. And I mean, not that Chase Edmonds is going as a second round pick, but he's going he's going a little bit higher than what James Conner is going. And I think James Conner is going to probably, I think it's, it's safe to uh, bet, as long as he can stay healthy, which is always a caveat with him, that he could probably finish, I think, probably 200, 220 carries. But to the fact that you're getting James Conner in the eighth round, you know, I, I'm willing to take that shot on him. And then I also like Zach Moss. I still like him. I think that he is somebody that we should be taking a look at. I think he can take kind of a step forward this year, kind of take a little bit of gamble on again, eighth, ninth round pick. I, I like I like having taking shots on him. I wish we could say the name Michael Carter, but I just can't because I, I think the, the the play with Michael Carter is going to be the hope that he starts off early, uh, slow a little bit, and they are mixing in all these running backs and just don't draft him at his ADP unless he unless unless he falls in your draft because of some of this and he falls like eighth, ninth round, then I'd be a little bit more okay. I, I would take yeah. that. In. But if he doesn't, let the guy who drafts him higher drop him because it's what's going to happen, and and then just pick him up. Yep. Wait, for, wait for two or three weeks and trade for him, and you can get him on the cheap, and, and you can let some of that go. So I, I do like that move. And, and in terms of like strategy wise, listen, I'm always trying to load up on running backs. Okay, same same thing applies. Unless your strategy is you're taking Trevor, you're, you're taking Trey Lance or Justin Fields, and you're going to pair him with another late round quarterback to take a shot on right and, and to hold him and, and tell one of them start. Okay, that, that, that's the only way you should ever have two quarterbacks. In a, in a single quarterback lead, never draft two quarterbacks, never draft two tight ends. Like it just doesn't make any sense. You can stream the position if you don't. If the guy you take outside of the top three guys doesn't work out, stream that position and then take shots on these late round guys, right? Hammer these guys because you're going to be dropping them. Something don't work out. Don't draft your own. Do not draft your own handcuff. Do not bet against yourself. It is the worst strategy ever. Every time I hear anybody that's an analyst say it, I want to punch them in the throat because, like, it is not smart to handcuff your guys. Because one, we never know who the guy is. We never, we, very rarely, it are are there those defined guys, right? Like the list is probably like AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard. Is that the list? Like that, that 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 might be the list, right? Because I can see like Miles Gaskin going down, and everyone would be like, "Oh, it, it's Ma- Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown, pick up Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown," and then all of a sudden it's, it's Salvin Ahmed, right? These ambiguous backfields, we we are terrible at projecting who that guy is, right, or how it's going to turn out. And so, never handcuff your own guys. Take shots on on other people's handcuffs because that's how you get true value, right? 
Do not bet against yourself or one of your guys getting hurt. Do not do it. So some guys that I do like taking a shot on late that I have taken some shots on, I don't mind now if you want to take a shot on Ramondre Stevenson. Who knows? It's the the Patriots, right? Uh, How this is going to work out. Does he not even see the field? Is he a healthy scratch every week? I don't know. But now with Sonny Michelle out the door, I I, I don't mind that, taking a shot on him. I do kind of like Alex Collins. He's been getting a little bit more buzz. It was DJ Dallas. Though I do think DJ Dallas could end up being a pass-catching threat there. But it sounds like Alex Collins is actually the number two running back there in Seattle the last time that I looked. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I think there's a, a few other guys. Ty Johnson, if you want to take a shot on him. Kenny Gainwell, I think in PPR formats is okay. You know, I, I do think like Naheem Hines is, is being slept on a little bit. Like he's going later in drafts just because he's just a pass-catching running back. But in PPR formats, I don't mind taking a shot on that guy. He doesn't have an incredibly high ceiling if something were to happen to Jonathan Taylor. But that's it. And then, you know, so there's some other guys like like Chuba Hubbard, um, Jarek McKinnon I've talked a ton about in PPR formats. I do like him, you know. Uh, and so I, I think that would probably be it. Or maybe even an Eno Benjamin, right? Like he, he's actually looked pretty decent in camp. And they released the other running back. And if something did happen to James Conner, there's no way Chase Edmonds is getting this entire backup. We know that's not what they're going to do. And so I don't mind taking a little shot on Eno Benjamin either. Who would those guys be for you? For me this year, I love Gus Edwards. I think where you can get him, I, I really like that value. He has standalone value. If you have to throw him in your flex in like a 12-team league or something like that, I think you can feel good about it. Even with all these weapons who are now injured for Baltimore that they added, they're still going to be a, a run-heavy team. They're still going to be splitting the reps with, obviously, with Lamar getting his, Dobbins getting his. Gus Edwards is still going to be in there. And if anything happens to Dobbins, it's wheels up for Edwards. Uh, Jamal Williams, you mentioned the issue with DeAndre Swift, with the, the groin, bringing him along slowly. Kind of, It's something that's been lingering all camp as well. He really hasn't gotten any ramp, any. ramp, He really hasn't gotten any reps at all throughout camp, so I really like Jamal Williams, especially the price you can get him. You mentioned Naheem Hines. I think that one makes sense. The, the other guy I like that you, know, you said Naheem Hines kind of being slept on, if Mac Jones gets this starting job for New England sooner rather than later, I also think James White can be a sneaky guy. He's going like outside the top 50 in terms of running back right now. So I, I like him where you can get him. The Houston situation is, I guess it's interesting. Like Philip Lindsay, but like I just think it's going to be such a dreadful dumpster fire garbage can of, of, a, of an offense that like – if you can get one of those guys super late, I, I'm fine with it, but I'm not necessarily going to be targeting them. I guess, if, you know, if they fall, but I feel like that's the kind of range where there's always going to be like a wide receiver with higher upside that I would rather take. As we go to finish this out, there is something that we should have touched on during the RB2 discussion, but just real quick, give me your thoughts on this Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson, uh, what, what's going on with there? How do you see that? Uh, situation playing out obviously with Sony Michelle being traded to the Rams earlier this week we've had we've had some mixed signals I mean I think like Sean McVay I think came out today and said that they they still expect uh uh Daryl Henderson to be kind of the have a large role in this in this backfield and everything else which I uh, whatever 
I don't mind taking him kind of where he's like fourth, fifth round, right? Like if you can get him there, I didn't move him in my rankings at all. I didn't move him up. I didn't move him down. I don't think you should. I don't think Sony Michelle is a big enough needle mover to change that. Like we, we probably should have, like, I think in everybody's back of everybody's mind, everybody was always waiting for them to add somebody. They were going to add somebody. Right. And I know people look at this like, well, they just hate Daryl Henderson. True. And maybe they don't love him, but I still think that he is going to be the early down guy or he is going to probably be the guy that gets most of the opportunities. I think you're probably looking at somewhere in the range of probably he probably handles 55 to 60 percent of the opportunities in this backfield. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to get 20 plus touches or 20 plus carries a game. He's probably sitting in that 13 to 15 carry per game mark and probably sees, you know, three to five targets a game. And I think that's where he comes in at. And so I don't. Like I have him at like RB twenty one, RB twenty two, and I, I think that's fine if that's where you can get him. I'm not going out of my way to draft him by any means. I wasn't doing that before either, and so I think he's fine for where he's at. I know that once they, it's funny because like once Sonny Michelle got traded there, people that don't like Daryl Henderson were using it as an opportunity to victory lap, and I'm like, talk about Sony Michelle. Like there was a real chance Sony Michelle was going to get cut. Like what are we doing here? Like it's it's Sony Michelle, the guy that that you know that that just. He's flashed at times, but he's not a pass catcher either. And so, like, he's just kind of a guy. He's a body that's there. And so, like, cool, you know? And so, like, I don't know. It's it's really weird that the anti-Daryl Henderson people that are, like, victory lapping today in the last couple of days about Sony Michelle being traded there. I'm like, we're talking about Sony Michelle, But regardless of that, Sony Michelle, I, I, he, he moved up a little bit. I had him at, like, 60, and I moved him up to, like, I think 50, low 50s. And so because he's a, he is going to get work, he's going to get more work than probably what he would have got in New England. And th- that's how it changes. I also think – and I didn't move Damian Harris either because the, uh, I, I still don't think – Sonny Michelle was never a factor for me. And so I, di- I didn't change Damian Harris. Thinks, I still think he's a, is a, is a decent RB2 and, or high-end RB3. That's where I view Damian, or Damian Harris as well. So I just think that Rams situation can have, has the potential just to be a bit of a headache – like I, I could see like a hot hand approach kind of thing be, being worked out there. I do think Sony Michelle is better as a pass catcher than what we've seen in the pros. I think that was more of for whatever reason New England not using him in in that role. I think like I think he could be someone who's serviceable as a pass catcher. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how that situation plays out. Let's wrap it up. That's all we got for you guys tonight. Please drop a comment. Like you know, let us know what we think, how wrong we are, what you like, what you didn't like. Any questions, drop them there as well. Better yet, hit the Discord. That thing is uh, it's starting to pop off, and it's really starting to grow. It's been a lot of fun watching uh, watching all the new names jump in there. So make sure you do that. You know, we're, we're committed to trying to answer every single one of your questions, the same as we did last year. So however we can help you out, let us know. Until the next time, we'll see you on the next one. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.